everybody to your favorite Friday night podcast, The Paranormal Umbrella. I am your host, Sooth. How the host? That's uh, that's the word I was looking for. And uh, tonight I am being joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Dylan. Hello. And Tina. Hi. Hi, babes. Hello. And uh, we've got a great topic for you guys tonight it is okay so it's it's one of those that we all know of and i know you guys are going to be like that's so mainstream like i don't listen to this podcast for mainstream stuff but you know what you're just gonna have to deal we're talking about vampires tonight okay and are they encrypted and why do we romanticize bloodsuckers y'all when did it get to that because (laughs) dylan what do you got for us, Home G, what'd you find? Well, where do you think vampires actually originated from? Like, where, where did they start? Okay, so I'm going with the one that I know the most about, and it's based off of Bram Stoker's Dracula and Transylvania. I'm not saying Transylvania, but Romania. Like, from Dracul. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's... That's my take on it. I would have to agree. I, I, like most of the movies that I've seen or like even books that I've read, it was like they centered it there. Yeah, Vlad the Impaler. Right. So what, what if, did you find? What if I were to tell you that they were biblical, ancient? Eh? Excuse me? Yeah. No, sorry. They're, they're in the Bible. Vampires are in the Bible. Yes. Okay, make it make sense, because I'm not making the connection. Riddle me all of that, please. Yeah. So the term aluka, aluka, I think I pronounced that right. It's Hebrew, and it's a mm-hmm. feminine Hebrew worm, Hebrew word, excuse me, that kind of translates to horse leech. Huh. So vampire huh. came from a leech? Or blood-lusting I mean, monster. They are. <laughs> blood-lusting monster. Technically, they are. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're right. I, but a leech, though, a horse leech. That is what what the That's translation a is. A horse leech. Now I gotta look that up. Apparently, That's it is what? first referred to in Proverbs 30, 3015. Why it look like that? Okay. If I was a little bit more professional, what, I'd have what? that pulled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you I would, know. you would. You need to pull that up. Pull uh, that up a so that fair, we can see. A fair warning to our wonderful listeners and to y'all: don't look up horse leech. Don't be like me. That looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> that uh, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't just mistakes don't. were made. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Rule thirty four strikes again. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. It looks so weird, and your mind is going to be like, "What is that?" Don't, don't do it. Mm-mm. That was a mistake. That reminds me of the Mongolian death worm. What? <laughs> now I gotta look it up. Why? Oh, look up the Mongolian death worm. Look it up. It's gonna terrify you. I'm gonna go regret this. You are. <laughs> It moved from the right quadrangle to the left kuung angle. <laughs> Why does his mouth look like an anus? Why? Why not? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so so uh, is this the, is this the Alaskan bullworm that was on SpongeBob? What is this? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why is it? Why does? Uh, why are people putting eyes on it? Uh, it, uh, it don't need to exist. <laughs> so, did you look it up, Dylan? Okay, so What'd you or find? The actual proverb doesn't actually list the name, and uh-huh. it's kind of more or less just a reference. But it's kind of like a roundabout reference, at least what okay. I'm seeing. I'm sure there's older versions of the Bible that say it a little differently, but the one I'm seeing here on Google, there are three things that are never satisfied, four that never say enough: the grave, the barren womb, land. Which is never satisfied with water and fire, which never says enough. That's what it says that's is that proverb, but that doesn't seem to be related to 
vampires. Well, no, no, <laughs> hold on, not, hold on. I can see it. I mean, one that's very gothic romance. Okay, but, <laughs> but I can enough. see it. It's he, he's the 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 vampire is never uh, satiated. It's got it, the the more it hungers, the more blood it takes, the more it wants. So that I can say. I can I can say it. I can say it. I'm just saying the, the the section that I'm gonna talk about with all these words that y'all are using is very weird on my section. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, okay, wait. So if we let's hold on now. Hold on now. Cause didn't vampirism actually exist as a mental disorder? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um that's like I can't remember who it was. But it was a guy who um, had a mental disorder that made him crave human blood. Um, Sanguinism or something like that? See. I think so. Which affects the skin. But all the, of this kind of... vampire syndrome? Yeah. So it all kind of like stemmed from a mental disorder. Um, read the definition of the mental disorder, Tina. Um, I don't know if this is the correct one. The vampire syndrome is a rare genetic disorder of the blood, which usually affects the skin and nervous system. In medical terms, it is known as por- hold on, por- porphyria. Okay. The condition is, is, is termed as vampire because of its symptoms, which is similar to myth- mythological vampire of the 18th century. Wow. Um, so being sensitive to sun and sunlight. Yes. Um, having um, the pale skin. There is, I mean, let me see, let me see, let me see. So there will be heart palpitations, um, a swelling and severe pain of the abdomen. Um, let me see. Complications could lead to kidney failure, permanent skin damage, liver damage. Uh, a lot of stuff, actually. I'm trying to find the symptoms more on that than anything else, but I can't really see it. But I would assume it's, it's like that. They said that it's somewhat similar to the mythological vampire of the 18th century. Pale so, skin, you know, sensitivity to light, skin, always hungry. Yeah. I, I think I might be a vampire, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay all right well on that note thank you for tuning in i'm gonna go ahead and leave <laughs> i'm gonna yeah it says actually yeah it says uh burning pain in sunlight or artificial light um skin redness uh their skin actually turns pale or it just turns really really red like as if they had like the most terrible um sunburn Severe mm-hmm. scarring of the skin resulting in exposed thing like teeth and red lips. Like receding um, gums? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, uh, there's also like it can cause seizures, muscle pain, red to brown or brown urine, um, like a lot of stuff. But I didn't even know this was an actual thing. Like what? Um, that sounds right, I like, like burn, really so that can't painful. It is. It is. <laughs> like the swelling and severe pain in the abdomen, the constipation, vomiting, diarrhea, heart palpitations, mental conditions like uh, anxiety, hallucination, paranoia, insomnia. Hold up, wait a minute. I know a lot of people with all of these. Hold up. Red or brown urine, muscle pain, weakness, numbness, or paralysis, uh, hypertension. Wait a minute. That sounds like me. Hold on. Stop talking, all right? I've heard enough. <laughs> Hold on. Check, Hold enough. Check, Wait. Check, check. Hold, Hold up. Um, uh, this, uh, this might be the last podcast. I might need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, it just sounds like a really horrible case of idea. A vampire. <laughs> Wait, Google I'm, vampire. And we are not, pop up right we are not teasing those that might actually have. Oh, absolutely this. not. Uh, we're no, we're no, just no, no. trying Definitely to lighten not. the mood as much as we possibly yeah, can. Yeah. Uh, look, no condition, medical, mental, psychological, otherwise, is a joking matter. But at the same time, if we don't laugh, how are we going to cope? Okay. Right. I, I cope by laughter. Okay. That's why we have comedians. Y'all are hearing my tea. Sorry. <laughs> So everything is designed to be joked about. There's things that you shouldn't joke about, but everything can be joked right. about. Uh, it also says there's laugh. risk factors for porphyria, 
um, when porphyria is acquired is mainly due to environmental toxins that treat that trigger the symptoms of vampirism. They are as follow: sunlight exposure, eating garlic or garlic-based foods. I, you know what? Um, <laughs> Look, I love garlic entirely too much. I love me garlic a little bit too much. All right, um, so I've been cleared. I'm good. <laughs> I don't know about Dylan, but I'm all right, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, love garlic. I love garlic bread. That's something. That is my dis- uh, depression snack. Is, you better not, is garlic you better not give me some you garlic. You can't have is. pasta without the garlic bread. You, you really can't, can't you man. Can't. Make you a pasta salad, like a pasta sandwich. Italian, like stick it. Oh God, it's so good. Or like, um, I, I usually sometimes I get like a Greek salad from a local restaurant, um, oh. and they always give you fresh garlic bread. And went girl, girl, look girl, here. Don't girl. get me started. Here. I love. I already love me some Greek salad with here, some black. Olives I'm gonna put you onto something real quick. I'm gonna Ooh, put you onto something. We real always quick. have something talking about food. <laughs> food. I'm telling y'all, every episode we got food in here. Uh, okay, dumbs. take it. Take the Greek salad, right? I love, right. love Greek salad, especially with like extra feta. Yes, I okay. always get extra feta and extra black olives. Yes. yes. Now take some grilled chicken and put it in there with a little bit of vinegar and mix it up with the Greek dressing. Oh, girl, do it. Y'all need to do it. Dylan, do it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Do it. It is so and I have, there's a, I forgot the company that makes it, but there is a pack of green, uh, not green, of um, grilled chicken that you can get from the store. Yeah. I forgot. I know what it looks like. I just can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. Mm-hmm. And I usually get like four or five bags of those. Mix it up in your, your Greek salad, girl. It is banging. I'm just saying it's really um, So good. It, this is my last <laughs> podcast. I'm going to go ahead and... Um, <laughs> clock out and go um, if you hear that local uh, woman uh, who was a, once a host for a podcast has stolen all of the Greek salads and all of the grilled chicken and vinegar don't say anything mind your damn business mind the your salad business. Again. <laughs> oh my god okay wait let's go back to the topic here of vampirism all right because I know we just went on a whole the tangent about Bible. garlic yeah the vampires in the bible so originally we heard like in the Wayback machine it was from the hebrew terms for horse leech or or blood sucking blood lusting monster right so how do we go from that from a blood sucking leech to what is now um going to do a little fancy segue here alucard (laughs) Who? Who? Give Ooh, us Alucard because I know y'all watch the Netflix series of <laughs> Alucard so, on there. Okay, and, and even if you haven't watched the Netflix, uh, if even if you haven't watched that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you, if you just seen, if you just seen, if you just seen the anime, even if it wasn't on Netflix or anywhere, if you just saw it, okay, then you know who Vampire from Helsing is, okay. <laughs> I don't know how we went from being terrified of these vampires and seeing horror movies and like sees uh what was the uh, what was the oh, vampire no, no. movie? Hold on, there's interview with, with a the vampire girl, with the young girl. Yeah, there we go, there we go. How do we go from horror movies like that to Twilight? <laughs> like okay, I am, like I am not going to bash the Twihards. Oh, I'm okay? not. I am not a Jacob fan, nor uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's the other guy? Ed, Edward? Yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, I got uh, it. I got it. Pixie, by the way, it's not a vampire. It's a blood pixie. Which that's a topic. A blood pixie. A blood pixie. Yes, okay. for a blood pixie. I I don't. Um. I wait. Hold up. Where is his name? See, I don't lost his name that quick. I done lost his name that quick. How do I lose my man's like, name? Like this is a, this is what. No, no, no. Lestat. Hold on. No. Okay, I got it. For? When it comes to Twilight, um, don't ask me if I'm an Edward or a Jacob fan. No, I'm a Carlisle fan. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm Team Carlisle. Look, I'm, I'm Team Jack. Okay, look. Okay. <laughs> 
look, okay, hold on a second, y'all. Hold on a second. There is a generational gap here. Okay. And this is what this is what I'm saying when it comes to Twilight and stuff and and their her take on vampires. All right. Okay. Here's the gener <laughs> this is where the generational gap comes in. And my Xenials, my Gen Xers are gonna understand exactly where I'm coming from because I am a Xenial. Um and rice. Anne Rice set the tone. Mm-hmm. Anne Rice and, and Bram Stoker, set, they set the tone for vampires. So for me, it's a generational thing because mm-hmm. we went from, in Romania, they even found, like recently within the last three years, they found a, a grave and a cemetery, and I believe it was Romania, where they called it the vampire's grave because they thought that this woman that was buried there was a vampire and she was buried with iron and she oh. had a stake through her. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole nine yards. This was a real thing. People were terrified of this happening right. to other people. Um, so it was a real fear that people have and in some cultures they still have that real fear that mm-hmm. vampires are a lurking around in the night going to prey on you and murder you and kill your family and the whole nine yards so they took precautions when they buried people to make sure that if it was a vampire or you were suspected of being a vampire when you were buried that they took precautions to make sure that you did not rise again so we have gone from that to, to sparkling vampires sparkling in the, the sun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, Bella. I know I what you are. Say it. I'm sorry. And speaking of that, um, <laughs> was she not concerned with the fact that he sat in her room and watched her sleep for like a long time? I'm sorry. What else are you supposed to do when crawled... you go to sleep? If somebody crawled through she my didn't bedroom. even know. She asked him, how long have you been here? How many times have you been doing this? He was like, uh, for a while. Oh, okay. What you mean, oh, okay? As you do. Right. Okay, now, so so look at this generational gap right here. So we've got the sparkly vampire, teenage vampire, who's stuck in, in high school for the rest of eternity, okay? <laughs> Who glitters in the sun, and that's the whole reason why they can't come to school during the springtime. Sorry. <laughs> and or then you have... Night, oh, God. Right. And then you have Anne Rice and Bram Stoker's Dracula, who was who was based off Vlad the Impaler. okay, who who were cursed by God. okay, it was a Mm. it was a curse. See, because there are other links to vampirism with um, the coins. Uh, Who was the who was the one that turned Jesus in? Judas. The Judas Silver? Judas. The Judas Silver. That he was cursed with eternal life and had to feed off of life to continue to live uh, comfortably as a human. So he had to drink the blood of other people. That's another theory of the first vampire. And then you have one of my favorites because it's tied to my family history. The, uh, the vampires and werewolves of Underworld where they were the first vampires, the first vampires and werewolves to make a hybrid. The core Venus. Mm-hmm. So there's that one. And then you have um, the brothers that, the one that um, killed his other brother in the Cain Bible. What's that one? Yeah, Cain and Abel. That Cain was the first vampire. Yeah, that's the version and I heard. That he, I didn't hear the Judas one until much later. Right. Yeah, Judas is one of them. And then you've got Cain, who was cursed to never die because he was the first murderer. Um, So it was that Cain had to walk the earth for eternity and live as a vampire to sustain himself um, because he was the first murderer in history. So there's so many different takes on vampires and vampirism and how it all started. So you've got the real mental and physical disorder and then you've got the biblical ones and then you've got the ones like bram stroker's dracula off of vlad the impaler and then you have my favorite Anne rice with lestat and louis and the is for me that's where it started for me bram stroker's dracula and Anne rice and the interview with a vampire 
um, that's where my fascination came in with that. So then that's why I was talking about the whole generational gap, because you have, mm-hmm. you have us oldies out there. <laughs> we're just like, this is a vampire. Then, and then you've got the vampires tw- <laughs> and werewolves were meant to be scared of, not want to bang. Right. <laughs> right. And then you've got the new age vampires of the Twilight series and the Twihards, which is sparkling glittery vampires who are doomed to take high school over and over again that's a nightmare to me that's like that's like some level of hell (laughs) it's purgatory that's got to be purgatory for real that's a little girl in in the interview with a vampire like he seemed like he was proud to get all of those like graduation hats the graduation caps that they made the art out of yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's like just weird. I would be tortured, but like, I guess we're doing it again. Hell nah. You couldn't pay me five you million dollars. I'll just, in the world I'll, for me to do that again. I'll just say that I look young. No, I ain't doing high school ever again. Ever again. Ever. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. I'll just Never. say I look young and, and still be, act like an adult. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for, for true. But here's there, here's the segue to that though, because from the Anne Rice universe, and I don't know if y'all did this in high school, but I was a super nerd, so I did Vampire the Masquerade. Mm. Does anybody know, know what that is? I wanted I to get into it, but I couldn't. It, but I, don't, I haven't got into yeah. it yet. I want to get into it though. <laughs> we used to we used to do LARPing to Vampire the Masquerade, which is kind of like a D and D thing. Hmm. um but for vampires and i used to do that in high school i loved it we did it every weekend it was so much fun i am my nerd is hanging out in full glory right now but um that's that's what i used to do and i love vampire the masquerade and they had um taken the vampires and put them into subcategories Oh, yeah. And Dylan actually brought those up with the common types of vampires or a brief guide to the creatures of the night. Well, Did before jumping in, yeah, there's there are several categories of those. But before jumping into Seven. that, there was another part of the biblical reference that could tie into how vampires became the scary monsters or bloodlusting monsters into something more sexualized. Well, oh. Come on with it then. We've been speculating for 12 uh, minutes. (laughs) Well, I was waiting for time to interject and I didn't want to interrupt anybody. Oh man, you're going to have to learn to interrupt us because we will keep going. We will keep going. All right, so tell us what is it? I'm going to rob them of the quality content of tangents. (laughs) (laughs) Right? All right, so tell us how did this happen? Have you heard of a little small, tiny, known guy, uh, Solomon? Yes, Solomon. Yeah. We, co- we actually covered Solomon and demons in mainstream media with the Solomon seals and the keys of Solomon. So how does this tie in? So he refers to a demon named the Alukula, Alukai, or how it's pronounced. So okay. running back to that name, the Alukai or Alu- Aluka, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I have to figure that Alucard out. Alucard sounds, anyway. yeah, sounds like it a nice like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Which some biblical uh, historians believe that could be a reference to Lilith, or maybe actually just be a title for Lilith. Really? See, I heard, I heard speculations that Lilith was also uh, one of the first vampires. As it, but she's like, this she's, is really weird because there's a character in Alucard. Named Lilith. Lilith. Well, yeah, because they, they, okay, brief little segue here uh, on what I know about Lilith. Okay, first they say Lilith was Adam's first wife. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh. And that Lilith said, F you guys, F the patriarchy, forget this misogyny crap. I'm going out on my own. I don't need Adam. I can think, walk, talk, do for myself. I don't need no man to be telling me what I can and can't do, especially with my own body. So goodbye. And that's how she earned her demonic title that Lilith went from being the first wife of Adam to the mother of demons, the mother of harpies. And they also believe that she is also an um, earmuffs, guys, earmuffs. Here's your earmuffs for, for people who can't 
do this talk that she also ate children that because she was in some form or fashion when she was turned into a demon she wasn't allowed to have or spawn human children so she would go after human children and um she's also attributed to abortion um so she was villainized from a woman who just wanted to be a woman and made into a demon and then went so far as to be made almost like a princess of hell you know a ruler of hell one of the rulers of hell and had a whole harem of women and i say harem but it's more like a whole cult of women um that followed her to mate with the fallen angels and hence how we have the um uh, in one culture, it's the Jotun. Um, in another culture, it's uh, her demon spawn, the harpies, and um, oh, what is the the giants of the women who mated with the fallen angels and that gave birth to giants. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lilith got a bad rap, yo. <laughs> I'm just saying. You see what equal <laughs> rights gets you? You get made into a demon. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. Here's the really effed up part about all of this is that Lilith is demonized and in in the um I believe it's in the Hebrew and the Jewish culture she is demonized mm-hmm. and for wanting to be independent for wanting to be her own and to go off on her own and not be tied to Adam right so that happens right so that's that's what happens to Lilith right and then you got on the other hand there's Eve who was supposed to be the perfect woman the second wife made from his rib who was supposed to be solely submissive and and bow down to who she was created from I'm using air quotes here to follow Adam and to live in paradise with Adam, you know, and to, to have children. And that's just how that was. That's what she was created for. That's how she was going to go. And then now they're still blaming Eve because she ate the apple. So now it's also Eve's fault. So women are pretty much blamed for everything. (laughs) This is my take on it, okay? This is my opinion. You can agree to disagree, and that's perfectly fine. That's the wonderful thing about life, is that you can, everybody has a different opinion. They're, they're like assholes. But Fun fact that's about how the, I uh, the apple. In, in Latin, apple and evil are the same word. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? It's like when we were watching um, that movie, the the Pope's, the Pope's Exorcist, uh-huh. Tina, and uh-huh. I brought up the question, why is it that um, the ones that are uh, like 99.9% of the time, the ones that are being um, possessed by evil or by demons or the ones that are most susceptible to it are children and women? Make it make sense. Because you ate the apple. Sense. See? See? You see what I'm saying? This is what kills me about that stuff. Like, if y'all look here, movie industry. Some snake told you to eat the apple, and now we got kicked out of paradise, and you have to deal with menstruation. (laughs) See? Okay. (laughs) See? That's like, no, but he's right, though. He's right, though. That's what they say. That's how we were punished. Because we, you know, we were curious. Curiosity killed the cat. And now we're, all of us women are paying for it, you know, through menstruation. And that's some, what some religious sects believe. And it just, it kills me. Listen here, Hollywood, or any other movie producing places. You can, men can also be possessed by evil. Adolf Hitler. Okay, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. But he didn't have to be exercised. Come on, make it make sense. I did. Well, Hitler had the blessing of the church, so. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Don't. It's true, though. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. What were you going to say? I can't go anywhere. I found found an article. (laughs) I can't can't do this. I found an article. I'm storming out. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm writing um, an angry letter. Oh, all right. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Whom it may concern. You want to write a very strongly worded letter? It's going to happen. Okay. Okay. I don't know who's going to read it, but But it's going to be there. It's going to have punctuation, (laughs) double space, and all that, huh? That's right. I will even I will even put it through Grammarly if I have to. I'm just saying. We love Grammarly. We Grammarly, love. do y'all want to sponsor us for real, for real, for real? All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? But I have found an article. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I 
don't know much on everything that it is talking about. The title is The Humanization of the Vampire and the Dehumanization of the Queer Community. I'm not going to read all of it, um, but there is a section here. Um, if y'all want to read it yourselves, it, the author's name is Sebastian Gonzalez. I'm sorry if I couldn't pronounce your last name. I am American. I cannot pronounce certain words. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you did a good job. The sentence I am going to read is, Vampires were first sexualized to strike fear into people of the taboo and sinfulness of sexual behavior. But later, the sexualization became a metaphor for repressed desires until finally their sexualization caused them to be humanized. The vampire is already... Uh, quite human-like beast, adding sexual attributes to them makes them become more human. Huh. So it's a, a sexual repression kink community. Kind now, of how thing. does that tie with LGBTQ? I have no idea, and I will right? read this later on. Like, see, that doesn't make sense to me because, well, um, no, it does. It does. It makes it does? sense as to why some it's people would they had to would repress it, themselves. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. See, so, and they would also, here's where religion comes in again with the whole homosexuality being a sin, yada, 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 and all that stuff. Like, hey, you could believe what you want to believe. Just leave people alone. Okay. Just leave people alone. Leave people alone. Let them live how they're going to live. Okay. What their life is not, you're not responsible for their life. You're responsible for you. Do you. You worry about yourself. You worry Love about thy yourself. Neighbor did not have subtext. It does not. Okay. You can't I'm translate reading, that any other way, is all I'm saying. I'm reading more of this, and that's how they tie it together. It says this mm -hmm. is mirrored in the LGBTQ community as it has been and is still seen as a monstrous, much as. You got this. Words are hard. Yes. Monstrous. Okay. You had as it monstrous. Much like vampires and like vampires has had to hide and walk in the dark, now coming out freely showing themselves. Vampires in, in both books and films have been transformed into a sexual creature to make them more human. The queer, the queer community has taken control of their sexual, sexualism, be it to be free, to be who they are, or as an expression of speech and protest. Hmm. That's how they tied it together. Okay. And the following analysis. Oh, I said that good. Yes. Good job, me. <laughs> you got this, girl. <laughs> In the following analysis, we will discuss the history and representation of the vampire and examine how Carmilla as a character character helped shape the portrayal of the vampire today. We will consider how a classic LGBTQ themed story gave represent representation in the 19th century to an oppressed and silenced community. See that link that article in our discord so that we can all read that because that's very interesting to me. You can link you can pretty much link anything together. Okay. Yeah. Um but that's I just dropped it in there. That one actually sounds like that's it's not really that long one. of a read. It's just one page. Yeah. Um. It's not long at all. It's just I was looking it up just to see more if someone more uh discussed when did this happen with vampires being sexualized. Yeah. And I found this. So, uh, Sebastian Gonzalez, if you're out there, this this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's gonna be a good read. Mm -hmm. So, Dylan, you found the common types of vampires right yes and you link them with the the one that you could go back the furthest to would be the bible right mm -hmm. so what in your opinion is the out of all of the categories because we will read the categories of all the categories of vampires which one do you think is the most deadliest the most deadly oh yeah <laughs> right that's a good one <laughs> it is a good one probably have to go with maybe the insane vampires okay i could see it that's the okay for those that don't know we brought up the whole thing of the subcategories of vampirism and one of them is uh insane vampires also known as the malkavian vampires or the insane mm -hmm. vampires who are most commonly 
once human who have not handled the transition very well from human to vampire and they are erratic hard to control and at many times dangerous af okay because they have no rules they do not discriminate they do what they want to do actually I would, track that. I would say it would be a tie between the insane and the gen- genetic Ooh, i think it would okay. be a tie between those two all right read read uh tell us what a genetic genetic vampire is oh the long and short of it is that a genetic vampire is mainly seen like uh the sci-fi stuff is it's made in the lab it's made by messing with your genes scientifically or by a vampire mating with a non not another uh another vampire <laughs> oh yeah see like Vampires what they say is vampire child right and the demigods in mythology or the nephilim in judeo christian anity in the text in that one oh, vampire yeah, with non-human that. parent <laughs> yeah so like a demigod that's yeah. yeah i could see that i could see that i think mine what i think would be the most dangerous vampire would be soul vampires oh yeah and here's why i say that um it's the name is self-explanatory but soul vampires feed off the soul energy of the host human by feeding off the soul energy of the host human the host has a shortened lifespan as a consequence and additionally it is not uncommon to see a soul vampire unintentionally kill their host human by feeding too often on the soul energy of said host <laughs> so it's like a parasite it's living in you oh yeah. and eating like your ass. soul <laughs> right that's crazy that's crazy to me. Okay, so there's different vampires, as we're saying. You got the regular blood drinkers, or the sanguine vampires. Um, that's your vampire, classic, right? It's your classic blood drinking vampire that must com- consume human blood in order to survive, and can be seen hunting humans to get blood food source. You know, like um, oh uh, what is that um, movie, Blade? Have y'all seen the movie Blade? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, and I love Blade. It was one of my first. And he's Marvel, by the way. Yeah. Blade is Marvel. Really? Yes. He is Last Blade. They're trying to get him to go into the MCU. Yes. Well, he he was a he's an original Marvel character. He is a black half vampire, half human hybrid. He is called the Sunwalker. Okay, and he hunts vampires in revenge for his mother and he and he's, the crap out of dracula yep and he is yeah. good at his job y'all yeah you want to talk about really really good yes you want to talk there are so many um how would i say this i'm just gonna say it like this there are so many non-white um <laughs> characters Okay, superheroes out there that need to be glorified in the media that are being lost in translation. So many originals out there that need to be brought into the light. That right, and I am I am upsetty spaghetti about it. To be promoting that that yeah race, you can just find the plethora of source material that has their representation already and adapt it. Storm, 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 yes. Say it again. Storm is an African goddess. She is an African goddess. Why does she not? Why? More Storm, please. Please, I love Storm. One of my... He's literally a mercenary that said, fuck you to the devil. (laughs) Exactly. Spawn. Blade. Uh, Jubilee. Jubilee was a Pacific Mm -hmm. Islander and uh, I believe Japanese character. Um, and she, she hated herself because she was like, my superpowers, I can all get make sparks from my fingers. And she, of course, you know, goes to the school, you know, run by the X-Men and learns more about her powers and, and what she can do with them. There are so many awesome characters out there that are just being lost in translation. And I demand more of them. They need to bring come back out. John Stewart, more. Green Lantern, bring back Static Shot. Come on. 
please and thank you because they are wonderful wonderful characters that are just being like overlooked by the mainstream media and listen here mainstream media you're losing i'm telling you right now you're losing you are losing the battle stop it get better do better do better that's all i'm saying anyways back to common types of vampires I, I'm sorry. I'm having a little Our bit of an outrage program. day. Okay, no, today you're is good. You're good. Today is an outrage. I'm just outraged. There are so many different things. Am I saying that the white superheroes are not awesome? They are awesome. They're fantastic too. Batman, fantastic. Robin, awesome. Debatable, but awesome. Joker. <laughs> I'm which Robin. I can't okay. Say her ass. There's like seven of them. I can't say her. I'm not a huge DC Comics fan, okay, but I'm gonna give him their credit. Robin, debatable, debatable, yes, but yes, and and then we've got the Amazonian, okay. We we can't put the Amazonian in the back. Wonder Woman, okay. She's got to be up front. She's one of the the founding trio. I'm telling you. So I mean, we and and she and what would they call it? A white passing. She's white passing, but she's actually not white. She's Amazonian. There's a difference. Um, But there are Mediterranean. Yeah, all of the all of the characters, all of the superheroes are fantastic, and we need to to glorify that because they're all fantastic. It's just we're learning. We're not getting the history that we could be getting. Does that make sense? There's a reason Black Panther was so amazing. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Black Panther was amazing, standalone, and with you know in the MCU and the whole crew and everything in the Avengers, with or without standalone character, fantastic. Storm, standalone character, fantastic. You know her background is so deeply rooted in African culture and African um, mythology. We're we are losing out as a people to hear her background. I'm I mean I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, Hollywood. I'm disappointed. Okay, Disney, you hearing me? I'm disappointed. You could have done better. Do better. Anyway. So then we have the empath- empathic vampires. I'm not laughing. I'm not. Yeah, you are cuz I'm on like outrage today, okay? I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. I promise. I'm a, I'm I'm calling them out. I don't care. I'm calling you out. So there's the uh, uh, empathic vampires also closely related to the elemental vampire. And the empathic vampire does not feed on human blood to sustain itself. Instead, it can feed on the emotions and feelings of the host human, ranging from love to angst and every emotion in between. So we've got psychic vampires that also do that. Okay. I knew somebody that claimed um, to be an empathic vampire. I know somebody who claimed to be a psychic vampire. Huh? Uh-huh. It is a thing. That later on. It is a thing. They there are people today. There is actually a woman on TikTok who claims to be a vampire. Like blood sucking vampire. She goes live all the time. Uh-huh. Was yeah. it a queen? I can't remember. Mary, I think, was the name. She she was st- said to be a vampire because she bathed in the blood of the women of her village. Well, that it was a queen. Was, it wasn't yeah. a queen. It was um but Mary, it's Bloody Mary. But the reason why, yeah, the reason why she's called Bloody Mary, I mean, some people did believe that she was a vampire, but the most reason due to her being called Bloody Mary is because she killed so many Protestants. And bathed in their blood to, because she thought it would make her beautiful. Well, that would be the, there's a different woman who does that. And I have her name. Just mixing them through like history. Yeah, you are. Uh, it's uh, it starts with a B. Bathory. Okay, hmm. Lady Bathory. That's who you, who you are confusing here with um, Bloody Mary. Lady Bathory, Countess Elizabeth Bathory de Essid, was a Hungarian noblewoman, an alleged serial killer from the family of Bathory, who owned land in the Kingdom of Hungary, now Slovakia. Um, Bathory and four of her servants were accused of, one second, one second, I got this. Um, they were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and women between 1590 and 1610. 
Her servants were put on trial and convicted, whereas Bathory was confined to her home and imprisoned within the castle that she lived in. The charges leveled against Bathory have been described by several historians as a witch hunt. Other writers, such as Michael Farron in 1989, have said that the accusations against Bathory were supported by testimony from more than 300 individuals, some of whom described physical evidence and the presence of mutilated dead, dying, and imprisoned girls found at the time of her arrest. In a 2018 article, uh, the Historical Science Review, um, Alexandria, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name correctly, Bartsowitz, I'm going to say, but it's probably wrong and I apologize, stated that when Bathory was persecuted, the accusations were a spectacle to destroy her family's influence in the re in the region, which was considered a threat to the political interests of her neighbors, including the Habsburg Empire. Um, stories about Bathory quickly became part of national folklore. Legends describing her vampiric tendencies, such as the tale that she bathed in the blood of virgins to retain her youth, were generally recorded years after her death and are considered unreliable. Some insist she inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula, although Stoker's notes on the novel provided no direct evidence to support this hypothesis. Nicknames and literary epitaphs attributed to her include the Blood Countess and the Countess Dracula. So, yeah, but on the other hand, the speculation goes pretty deep that she they cannot give an accurate number as to how many women girls and adult women she actually murdered and in one piece of folklore they say that in her imprisonment in the castle she was actually bricked up alive in the walls so that's who just to uh, make sure just to make sure (laughs) you know but yeah but that's the that's the mistake you were making it was lady bathory not bloody mary Okay. So, bees. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little different. One was murderous for another reason for religion. The other one was murderous because she wanted to stay young and beautiful and uh, two different regions. So, yeah, one was Britain and one was Hungary. So, yeah. I'm just giving y'all a warning. The the level of terrible jokes I have must be in this episode is <laughs> woo <laughs> woo that's uh yeah I well I mean you know there's a lot of good jokes for vampirism there's a lot of good jokes for that <laughs> I found it <laughs> oh lord okay tell Uh-oh. me tell me one I, I gotta hear one now I have to hear one now okay you gotta hear one now I do okay tell um, I'm just gonna read to you I'm just gonna read to you the description that they have for the website Okay. Okay. Um, bad vampire puns and jokes can really drive you batty. Don't worry though, because upon reflection, something vampires lack. None of these examples suck. So get your teeth into these funny pun- vampire puns and enjoy them. You can fang us later. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is. I love the puns. That was good. Mm. That was good. Oh, the I love pun. the description of it. <laughs> the puns. Oh god, and then a jab, you know, with the whole reflection, something something vampires lack. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Which okay. fun fact, do you know why vampires can't see the reflection? Why? I have I know why, but you tell you, you tell us why. Why? Do it, do it. Way back in the day, mirrors used to be backed in silver, and silver being a pure metal, it was unable to reflect the quote unquote taintedness of the vampire. Yes. That's oh. see, that's what I knew too. Was that because the older mirrors were silver, so not glass? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. There wasn't glass mirrors back then. It was it was silver. Polished silver was a mirror. Huh. Yeah. Um. It's another reason why. Um. Oh, who was the guy that lived in his portraits? Dorian Gray. Um... Yes, Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray could not see his reflection and he maintained his youth through the portraits that were painted of him. 
Did you know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's one. Uh, well, it's one theory of Dorian Gray is that the whole reason why he stayed young is because he was trapped in the portraits and he couldn't see his own reflection. The only way he could see what he looked like is through the portraits that were painted of him. And he stopped having them painted at a certain age so that he would stay that age. And he lived through those portraits. So one of the ways to kill Dorian Gray was to burn the portraits. The version I heard was that he would, if he looked at his paintings, he would become that age, like the painting itself aged instead. Yeah, that's that's another version. So it's, I mean, it's two different versions, but it's the same thing. It's it's same the concept. portraits. <laughs> yeah, the same concepts. It's the portrait that maintained his age. If the portrait aged, then he would stay young. So, and a way to kill him was to burn the portraits. That's crazy. I love folklore. I love folklore. I love folklore. Yes. It's so great. Okay, so there's uh Dylan, you wanna read the other two that we didn't talk about for the subcategories of vampires? So there's the disfigured vampires, which are also known as the Nosferatu, which are more animal like or disfigured, grotesque looking. If you think back like I guess some kids these days would know the SpongeBob reference. Oh Nosferatu. Nosferatu flip in the light. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know, that's the disfigured. Image. When I was little, that used to that scared all the hell out of me when I first watched that episode. When I was little, like, cause like you used to like the simple cartoon kind of thing, and then you just see him and he smiled. That scared. That got me good when I was little. He just I, wanted a hug. He just <laughs> he just needed some no, thank love. You. He just needed no, some thank you. love. <laughs> They did not have to make him smile like that. I'm good. Okay, the next vampire, Dylan, and this one's going to require earmuffs for lay children. If you're listening with your children, have them do earmuffs real quick so that you could describe this vampire. Younglings, get out while we talk about this. Yeah. <clears throat> the sexual vampire. It's just straight up a succubus or incubus. That's the oh, simplest so way to explain it. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much it. They uh, they feed off. <laughs> well, they feed off the orgasmic energy of the host human at climax. So, yeah. If they're a pleasure dom, they're a succubus, or a... <laughs> right? Maybe I'm a vampire. Listen to her. She's done. She's done. Tina's done. She's done. <laughs> Yes, it is. It's like that scene with Alucard and the twins, y'all. That's <laughs> a vampire after all, okay? Right? <laughs> She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> I'm trying not to I laugh. I swear, a... Yo, I swear on everything I know I'm mature. I swear on everything I know I'm mature. I swear. <laughs> no, you ain't, girl. You but ain't. Is you. But is you. <laughs> but, but is you really? Are you? I swear I am. I don't need judgment. I swear. <laughs> I'm judging you. I'm so judging you, need... you right now through this microphone. I'm judging you. I'm not gonna way. say the comment. I'm gonna say I'm gonna wait until after, and then I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm judging you hard right now. The bombastic side really, eye that I am giving you. Bombastic. <laughs> bombastic. You're side gonna eye. really judge me when I tell you the comment. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, all right, we're gonna go back into the concept of a vampire as an undead creature inflicting harm originated in Eastern Europe, specifically in Bulgaria, a thousand years ago. Make no mistake, this was a legend isolated among the Slavic people. It was not widespread or well-known. As a word, vampire translates roughly as ghost monster, and that label gives insight about these early beliefs in medieval Europe. So it started off kind of murky, and it's, you know, a little misunderstood, um, but in the Dark Ages, the concept of blood-drinking creatures of the night was scurry. Much like the vampire post-dates witch hunts, werewolf trials, and werewolf trials. I'm sorry, that made me, excuse me, werewolf I trials? I didn't know there were werewolf, werewolf trials, I didn't know that. Werewolf trials, and even the demon-haunted Puritans. Squeeze me? The what I guess now? we got some North topics to talk about. Right? We're going to have to look into werewolf trials. Everybody knows about the witch hunts and the witch trials and all that stuff. But that man's werewolf a little too furry. I think he might be a werewolf. 
<laughs> right? Now, see, the Slavic vampires were non-corporal, meaning they were lacking a physical body, having more in common with a poltergeist. The vampire wrought havoc, often as a spreader of disease in a village, but the vampire did not create other vampires with its bite, and it didn't consume blood. This early vampire was no suave creature in an evening dress. It was a ghost-like being that operated in the same arenas as destructive rats. And if you don't understand that reference, it's the Black Plague. So, yes. Um, like cats were big. Yeah, cats were a big thing. That's why in a lot of movies that depict um, the way back in 1800s and before, beyond... You know, um, that a lot of docks had were overrun by cats because they were keeping the, the rats at bay because rats traveled on boats and they carried the plague. They carried diseases, at least that's what they believed back then, is that rats carried all of the diseases and the bad things. And as we know and have learned more about rats, they're actually pretty freaking clean. And allergic to soap, so don't bathe your rats in soap, please. No dawn for rat hoes. It was. It was the fleas on the rats, not the rats themselves. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh. Oh. You can't judge me anymore. You gotta judge him now. out because it is good it is so good anyway yeah i didn't like that one as much yeah okay so traveling from east to west the vampire legend took on new features rather than a ghost for example the vampire became a risen corpse full-bodied most notably the vampire assumed the need to consume blood this addition to the legend was an 18th century western idea Believe it or not, blood drinking added a scientific element to the vampire belief. To the people of the time, blood consumption made the vampire more believable, more corporal than incorporal, more scientific than supernatural. And Westerners were moving past the age of superstition, like witchcraft was decriminalized in Britain and its colonies in 1735. So intellectuals of the time, when confronted with vampiric testimonies, conceived vampirism as a disease rather than a supernatural occurrence. It's fascinating that intellectuals didn't dismiss the legend entirely, though. Rather, intellectuals sought to explain the phenomenon in terms of science. It just means scientists back in the day were more open-minded than scientists today. 
I would have to agree with you on that one. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's the explanation as to... I'm learning the, a lot today. Right? So now we know why and how vampire and vampirism spread across the world, pretty much. And, um, yeah, that's pretty interesting that it was also tied into the witch trials. That's, uh, that's interesting to me. I think that's very interesting indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we can... If we might need to do another episode on the witch trials itself. Yeah. And see why the, that vampires were tied. I mean, I know it has a whole Satanist thing and Satanism and all that stuff. But by the way, I'm going to give you a little, a little, a little learning here. Um, there is a difference between Satanism and Luciferianism. Okay, mm-hmm. Satanism is the worship of oneself. Luciferianism is the worship of Lucifer. That's Satanism. That's worshiping Satan. You see what I'm saying? So there is a difference in Satanism and Luciferianism. They are not the same. Not the same. I don't know why they call it Satanism, though. Easier. I, I mean... Pretty much. Instead of them looking up the information themselves, you know? Hold on. Hold on. My, when you my gotta criminalize it. it. When you gotta yeah. make it bad, you make it related to the bad guy. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Well, I can see, well, the connections being made in my brain is that Satan, Lucifer, you know, Satan believed that he was better than humans and all that stuff and free will and everything, fought God and then God threw him out and all that stuff. So I could see how they would say it was the belief in oneself. I can, I can see that connection. I can, I can see it. I can see it. Okay. Here's another interesting fact to uh, vampirism. Before we close out with our dad jokes. <laughs> In the 1700s, human blood was believed to possess medicinal qualities. Pardon? Yes. And it was widely consumed as medicine throughout Europe and the Americas by people at all levels of society. Today, historians call this, medic- this medicinal cannibalism. Blood was cheap in cost due to the common use of bloodletting as a physician's tool. So blood was believed to be the vessel of the human soul. And by imbibing blood with blood, one imbibed life. Which means if you drink it, you're drinking more life. See what I'm saying? What better medicine than a liquid with a residue of the human soul inside? Human blood was prescribed for everything from epilepsy to failing eyesight in the 1700s. The vampire of the West, therefore, was medically savvy, and the dead creature, it came to be believed, consumed blood to restore its life. That detail alone moves us away from the ghost monsters to closer to Dracula, which was first published in 1897. And this all comes to us by the article from Ashland Community and Technical College, The Horrors of History Vampires. It was written by Coy Hall, January 14th, 2022. We will also be posting this in our Discord so that you can read this educational paper yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling you, a bit Coy under Hall. the weather. Could you uh, pass me a pint of that uh, O negative, sir? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> so, give us our blood jokes. I don't say blah blah blah. <laughs> All right, Dina, what you got for us? Okay. <laughs> Why do vam- where do vampires keep their money? Where? Where? In the blood bank. In the blood bank. Oh god. <laughs> Why did the vampire break up with her boyfriend? Why? Why? He just wasn't her type. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. That's weird. (laughs) There we go. There you go. What do you get if you cross a vampire with a snowman? What? Frostbite. Frostbite. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not. Oh, no. You got one more, girl. You got one more. What is it? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find a good one. Um... (laughs) 
there it is. Why are vampire families always so close knit? Why? Why? Because blood is thicker than water. Oh God. All right. Yeah, we're done. On that note, thank you everybody for joining us <laughs> and for learning as we learn about vampirism and why are vampires so romanticized. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, love you bunches. Don't forget to uh, grab the salt, check under the bed, mm-hmm. grab your favorite Webby, and turn on the nightlight because you don't want to be ate by them woolly burgers. No. You really don't. You don't. We'll see you next and week. please guys. don't look up those worms. Please. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't. Save your brain. A PSA from your Justina. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's cue the music. Cue the music. Cue the music.